Great to have you with us for another edition of the Strip Till Farmer Podcast, brought to you by Yetter Farm Equipment. I'm your host, Noah Newman, technology editor. Okay, so today we're taking the podcast on the road to the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. Our first stop takes us to the Landlover booth, where Landlover owner and strip tiller from Ohio, John Roars, shows off his 16-row toolbar and shares some tips for strip till success this spring. My name's John Roars, um, the owner of Roars Manufacturing, where we make the Landlover strip till bars and strip fresheners and nitrogen applicators. And we've got one of our 16-row bars here at the show. This bar runs on uh, tracks and we can carry dry fertilizer, liquid fertilizer, and we can put a hitch on the back to one and hydrous, put all three with one pass. Unique things we have about our row unit and stuff is just the ease of maintenance, ease of use and everything. It's non-complicated. It's built by farmers for farmers. Uh, we have different row configurations here at the booth. You can see them and stuff. Um, this one's set up here with uh, an air release and a J Aussie uh, blocking sensor and stuff. And this row unit we call a mid-mount row unit. We have different basket configurations you can put on there, um, depending on if you're gonna run in the fall, the spring, or you got uh, heavy clay soils. Um, the other neat feature we have is we have the uh, the lid and the fill auger all in one. The auger is open right, right now, and that's in order to uh, lift and open the lid that covers the fill area there from uh, debris. Once that's done, the auger's flipped back up and you can start filling the tank. It's a true 12-ton tank um, for low-density products. Um, we can hold 14-ton of potash and MAP. And the tank we have on the front is a 525-gallon liquid tank, and that's um, particular whatever a farmer would want to run. All can go into the same uh, trench in the same depth. We run anywhere from uh, 2 inches to 12-inch deep on our row units. Yeah, it seems like a really versatile machine. Um, would you say that's one of the biggest strengths of it for, uh, from a strip tiller's perspective, is that it can do multiple different things and multiple different you know, soil types? Yeah, it, uh, the nice thing we, we have about it, uh, once you have it set in a particular field uh, for a soil type, you don't have to change on uh, once you switch to a different field or if you have variable soil types. Um, th there's really, we, we, on our bar, we use on the farm, we run several bars at the same time. And once it's set, you're pretty much leaving it there. Now, spring to fall, you may change the, the basket and the depth or the downforce on the basket, but that's it. It's simple. You get in there. Um, that kind of our philosophy is if you're not in the seat running, you're not getting stuff done. So, and everybody's busy, and whether it's in the fall or the spring in strip till, and, you know, the goal is to keep running. Now, so. has this toolbar evolved a lot over the years? Any new additions lately? Or what, how have you yep. kind of perfected it, you know, over the years? Yep. So our, the bar, any one of our strip till bars, you can drop the shank out and slide in a, a double wavy coulter, or we have our freshener that'll slide up into there. So you can use the, the, in theory, you can use the bar in the fall and put your P and K down, drop it out, put in our freshener shank, for example, and then put uh, a nitrogen and just freshen the soil up with the same mainframe. So your cost drops, so you're not having to have two different machines to do that. So you're a strip teller yourself then. You said you have yep. your own farm. And yep. So I, I guess a lot of people might be getting ready to make spring strips here. Do you have any uh, kind of advice for strip tillers out there? Maybe some tips for some sec success this spring? If you're in the Midwest and you move from fall to spring, you know, we did it on our farm, not because we, we thought that was the way we were going to go at first, but um, we got caught one year. We didn't get any uh, fall strips done. So we ran in the spring. 
and you've, there's so much technology out there, whether it's in bars now or the fertility that you can put into the, the liquid system or the dry fertilizer with encapsulated. And you, you could get to the point where you're doing a full application in one pass. Um, we run about 6,000 acres of corn on our own farm and we run uh, 20 inch corn. So our row units can get down to 20 inches. Um, we go anywhere from a, a 20 foot bar up to a uh, 40 foot or excuse me, our 45 foot bars at 20 inches, which is a 27 row machine. Gotcha. And you know, it was a dry year for a lot of people last year. Any advice in terms of what strip tillers might need to look out for when they're making strips after a dry year? Yeah, there's the, the, the difference that we have, and a lot of times you get caught up in, well, I can't work it in the spring. We, you know, we kind of thought it's the same thing. But once we've got into it and doing it, we're doing it differently than you would if you're opening a field up and trying to get it dry out. We're simply moving the soil, placing the fertilizer, and putting the strip back down and letting it lie. So we're not drying the strip out. Uh, preferably, you'd like a shower or rain or irrigate to get the fertilizer started. But you know, if there's moisture down below, like there, there tends to be in a lot of the Midwest, um, you know, all fertilizer is gonna start to dissolve and become available. And if there, if there are any uh, first-time strip tillers watching this or people thinking about getting into strip till, uh, do you have any kind of tip or advice for them as to what they should do to maybe avoid any kind of yield hit in their first year doing strip till? Yeah, there's. Um, I don't think there's ever a yield hit on going to strip till. Um, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Um, I think the first time we were doing strip till and starting it, we kind of looked at it as maybe a cost savings. Uh, maybe we, you know, cut the fertilizer rate back, you know, prices were really out of whack for a while there to going all the way to, you know, feeding the corn, really pushing for high yields and stuff like that. So there's really never have we ever had a lag going to strip till and we've done, you know, some form of strip till our bar, you know, other people's bars trying things out over the years. Um, but, uh, you know, all in one like that, like, like we have is is you're just saving passes, you're combining workload, um, you know, labor is hard to find, but the technology on GPS and guidance and things, it doesn't take a superior driver like we used to have to be able to do and stuff. You know, if the guy can keep it together and can do math and, you know, make the next load of fertilizer he's got to have available, you're off to the races. Great stuff there from John Roars. We appreciate him taking the time to speak with us. Okay, next up, we are crashing the Bex Practical Farm Research Insights meeting for some insight on how to build the ultimate planner. We're here with Brandon Summers in the Bex Practical Farm Research Insight Center here. You just did a roundtable discussion. How much do you enjoy getting out here and sharing some of the results from the 2023 research? Yeah, this is one of the most fun things we do, just come out and share everything that we worked hard on this summer. Uh, it's really gratifying for all of us to be able to share it with customers and see it get taken to the field. And one of the questions you got here that I thought really stood out is, everything you know from this research book, given that if you had an unlimited budget, What's going on your ultimate planner? And in this case, a lot of our audience, they're no-tillers and strip-tillers. So what would go on your ultimate planner with an unlimited budget? Yeah, so that is a, that's a tough question because there's a lot of good options out there. But I think there's two things I think are tied for number one. Uh, first is downforce. Hydraulic downforce has really kind of changed the game, especially for no-till. Being able to change uh, that downforce as the planner's going across the field multiple times within a second, that's making a big difference. Even in our small plots of being three to 400 feet long, we're seeing advantages in it, and that's pretty, usually some fairly consistent ground. Uh, number two is two by two by two, uh, being able to put some nitrogen down right next to where that plant needs it, 
uh, to get that plan off to the best start we can, I think is really key. Uh, those two are probably my top one. Uh, to go to number two, I think having a good meter system is key. We want to have good singulation out there, get good placement of that seed. Uh, and when I say metering system, that kind of goes into having something like a speed tube on there. Being able to control that drop all the way till that seed gets in the ground. You know, because from that point on, we do nothing but lose yield potential. So let's get it set uh, up for the best yield potential we had get. Um, and then number three, I think, is closing wheels, uh, especially in a no-till situation. That can make a big difference. We want to get that seed trench closed, protect that seed, get good seed to foil contact. It's good for germination, keeps some of the pests out of the trench. Um, and all the testing we've done, and we've tested a lot of different closing wheels, anything we put on there seems to be better than just that standard rubber tire closing system that we typically see. Let's talk RTK technology now. Steve Riddle and Dylan Nimmers from DigiFarm give us the inside scoop on the company's new Elevate Slim modem and more. Hi, this is Steve Riddle with DigiFarm. We're here at the National Farm Machinery Show. I cover a sales territory within DigiFarm and uh, excited to be here at the uh, 2024 show. We've got uh, my counterpart here with me. Hey everyone, my name is Dylan Nemers. Uh, I cover the Western sales for DigiFarm. Uh, we're here excited at the show. Uh, we're doing a couple things here at the show. Uh, first things first, we are giving away a free year of RTK service. Um, that includes hardware and subscription to our network um, to get you guys in RTK and see what value we can provide to your farm. We've got several options depending on the system that you might already have, assuming you may be a winner or uh, interested in DigiFarm RTK. And we've got several modem devices and a Bluetooth beacon piece. And so we'll be working with the winner, obviously, to, to pick out what's best based on his equipment and operation. The Elevate Slim modem is something relatively new for us. And that modem device really took something that was used in the industry and very cumbersome. It was a lot of individual pieces, uh, took a lot of time for installation, and kind of difficult really to move around as as you move through equipment during the course of the year. And so I'll let Elev uh, Dylan talk a little bit about the design on the Elevate modem. Yeah, so we designed everything that went into the Elevate, um, all the hardware and software we put into it. Um, it's protected on our VPN and everything like that. Um, the Elevate's gonna be a turnkey solution. Um, so for you guys that have a lot of people in and out of the cab or maybe are a little bit techie literate, this is gonna be a great option for you. Turn the tractor on, your RTK is gonna boot up off you go. So as simple as that. Yeah, as Dylan said, no operator interaction at all, just pl truly plug and play and a really robust solution, especially if you're in some challenging cell areas. So we're excited to have that a part of our product offering. I know there are a lot of different kinds of RTKs, RTK technologies that we talked about in the past. So what kind of umbrella does uh, Elevate fit into? I think what Dylan hit upon was the, that, that fact that maybe there's a uh, operators that, that and, and a lot of various operators throughout the grow season and, and something that's just reliable, you know, no inter operator interaction and the reliability of picking up that cell signal so that we can deliver our RTK correction signal. That's the, that's the crucial piece. If you're uh, strip tilling and, and, and repeating passes throughout the grow season, whether it be strip till planting then side dressing and spraying and then go back at harvest 
and start that cycle all over. And uh, that's, that's a, a really robust solution to, to make that work. And let's burn a quick time out to share a message from Yetter Farm Equipment. Yetter Farm Equipment has been providing farmers with residue management, fertilizer placement, and seed bed preparation solutions since 1930. Today, Yetter is your answer for success in the face of ever-changing production agriculture challenges. Yetter offers a full lineup of planter attachments designed to perform in varying planting conditions, multiple options for precision fertilizer placement, strip-till units, and stalk rollers for your combine. Yetter products maximize your inputs, save you time, and deliver return on your investment. Visit them at yetterco.com. That's Y-E-T-T-E-R-C-O.com. Now back to the podcast. From RTK technology to smart spray technology now, let's head over to the Trimble booth for a first look at the new Billberry smart spraying system and also for a crash course on the company's automatic stream switching for rural connectivity issues. Hey there, my name is Corey Books. Uh, I'm here with Trimble. Uh, my role at Trimble is I lead our product team responsible for software. And I'm here to tell you a little bit about our Billberry Sea and Spray system. Uh, Billberry is a comp company Trimble acquired in 2022. Uh, and ever since then, we've been working to bring this uh, product to market uh, in many regions and many crop types throughout the world. The Billberry Sea and Spray system is a camera-based uh, spray uh, control system. Um, ultimately, what it means to you as the farm and farmer and what it does is it ultimately uh, enables you to save up to 90% on your herbicide application uh, by only spraying where uh, weeds are present in the field. Uh, the system works uh, with cameras, so it points cameras at the ground as the sprayer boom uh, is moving across the field. And when it recognizes a weed, uh, it triggers um, the system to ultimately apply a product at that location and that location only. Now, through various trials or you know people that have used this, farmers that have used it, what are, what are some key takeaways that you've learned about this kind of technology that really helps farmers' operations? Yeah. Um, well, a few things. Few things we've learned is uh, this type of technology requires that we ultimately get a lot of operation time in different crop types, in different weed types, and different varieties. Um, and once we do that, uh, we can then deploy the technology in those similar types of settings uh, and ultimately uh, get that high precision um, from a sense and act uh, standpoint and really drive to those, um, those very high 90, 90 plus percent um, reductions in herbicide applications, which ultimately for a farm means one, a lot of savings from an economic perspective, um, but also um, a lot, lot less chemical going on the ground uh, from a sustainability and environmental perspective. Now, is this something that um, people can add to existing equipment, or, or how does that work if someone wants to invest in it? Great question. So that's a huge differentiator of our Billberry system. Uh, our system uh, is made to be installed uh, on your existing sprayer, so you don't have to buy a new machine. Uh, and it can also work with your existing application control system. So you don't have to pull all of your existing technology off the, off the sprayer and replace it. Uh, we can actually tie into what's already there uh, and command uh, the nozzles uh, through your existing system, which ultimately as a farmer saves you a lot of money uh, and reduces the barrier uh, to being able to adopt this technology. 
Now, is this available now or going to be available soon or how's that work? Good question. So it's available now in different regions of the world. Um, we're currently testing in 10 countries. Um, this is the first time we've showed it at a show in the, in the US. Uh, we have a handful of system, systems running uh, in North America and we plan to test those systems throughout 2024 and hope to be able to offer it uh, for sale a little later in the year or early next year. And then when you think about the ideal customer, some of this would be really good for, is there, is there an ideal customer or who, who would this be really good for? Yeah, so uh, obviously the more spraying you do, the more ground you're covering, uh, the, the greater opportunity for return on investment. Um, also, this, this uh, really is applicable um, to farms looking to take the next step from green on brown to more of a green on green application. Um, so being able to, uh, anyone that's spraying um, mid-season, um, so needing to go into the field and uh, uh, apply a, a herbicide mid-season and recognize where the difference between a weed uh, uh, and, and the crop um, is, is really the person this, this applies to and, and who can get benefit. And we, you know, we talked about the, the advantage of having this be something that you can add to equipment instead of buying something from the factory. Do you see that route of uh, technology adoption kind of to be, do you see that being, I'm trying to think of the right question here. Uh, see that being the easiest way for farmers to kind of get invested in present technology as opposed to having to buy a whole new piece of equipment? Absolutely. So in the ag tech space, uh, there's a lot of great innovation happening. Um, but for a lot of systems, um, you have to buy a new machine. Um, and that's a huge technology, it's a huge investment towards any farm. Uh, most farms can't afford to roll all the machines uh, on, in their fleet every two to three years, um, which is ultimately what a lot of uh, technology companies and OEMs are asking farmers to do to keep up. Um, with the Billberry system and with a lot of things that, that Trimble offers, um, we're ultimately focused on enabling you as the farmer to adopt that technology without buying uh, a, new, a new machine. This lowers the barrier to entry and enables you as the farmer, uh, regardless of your size, to get those benefits uh, on your farm at, at a much lower price, uh, much lower investment. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the streamline switch too? Yeah. Uh, first off, RTX is our industry leading GNSS correction source. Uh, a GNSS correction ultimately enables uh, a very low precision GPS position to become, uh, to, to have the accuracy and precision required to do things like automatic steering, uh, application control, and in the future, even autonomous operations. Um, RTX uh, is, is an industry leading technology in that it has some of the fastest conversion times on the market. Um, so it enables you to get to work right away in the field. It also is one of the most precise uh, correction sources available. And now it has uh, industry leading uptime. Uh, what that means and the way we're achieving that um, is ultimately by changing the delivery source of that correction in real time uh, while running seamlessly behind the scenes. Uh, today, RTX can be delivered to the machine, to the receiver, either by satellite or by cellular. Uh, however, with our stream connection technology, uh, we ultimately enable that switch to happen in real time. So if a tractor is running, say, near the edge of a field uh, in a bit of canopy, maybe covered by trees, et cetera, um, we can quickly switch 
uh, from satellite delivered corrections to cellular delivered corrections uh, to ultimately ensure uh, seamless uptime to you as the farmer. And uh, rural connectivity, you know, that seems like a big barrier to technology adoption, a big challenge right now for a lot of farmers. So how does, how does this kind of address that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a, a lot of folks are highlighting that, that challenge and it's a real challenge to farmers. Um, one of the most important types of connectivity uh, for a farmer today is their corrections. Without corrections, you, can't, you don't have that precision required to operate. Um, with RTX, as I mentioned, we can uh, deliver those corrections via cell or satellite. Um, so in regions where cellular coverage isn't great, uh, we can deliver those corrections via satellite. Um, we can also deliver those corrections, of course, via cellular and with our stream switching, when satellites available, switch uh, or vice versa. And is this uh, something people can get right now too, or is that? Great question. So um, our RTX correction, uh, Centerpoint RTX correction service comes out of the box with our NAV900 uh, GNSS receiver. So if you buy a new Trimble guidance system, it will come uh, free for one year um, with that system. Um, it's also something uh, that you can purchase uh, through many of the OEMs that install our GNSS technology from the factory such as Agco. And that concludes our tour around the 2024 National Farm Machinery Show at the Kentucky Expo Center. We appreciate everyone taking the time to speak with us over the course of this podcast. And we want to thank our sponsor, Yetter Farm Equipment, for making this podcast series possible. Of course, thank you as well, the listener, for tuning in. Until next time, for all things Strip Till, head to striptillfarmer.com. I'm Noah Newman. See you later.